Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello and welcome to Stretford Paddock. This podcast is brought to you by Surfshark VPN. Now more than ever, our internet reliance is increasing from talking to loved ones, to streaming your favorite shows, to watching any of the podcasts here on Stretford Paddock. And with that increased footprint, so does our need for proper internet security. And Surfshark is a VPN service that encrypts your data, which stops anyone unwanted from seeing it. Another great thing about Surfshark is it allows you to see all of the great content from around the world. Simply sign in to Brazil and check out their Netflix. You can watch Croatian Amazon Prime. And when you're on holiday, you can still watch all of your shows from back home simply by changing it to your home nation. It is that simple. And currently Surfshark have an amazing deal by clicking the link in the description and using our code PADDOCK, you can get a whole three months extra for free. That is three months extra for free. In addition, Surfshark also offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. Again, use that link in the description and use the code PADDOCK for three months for free and a 30-day money-back guarantee. So it's Frank Sinatra right. via the power of AI yeah. being Little Wayne. Little or John. Singing. Or Little John. Little Little John, John. and the Yin Yang twins. Yeah. Uh, hello. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Cal off because he's an old friend of the channel. I don't mean he's old. I mean he's a friend of the channel who's been on a lot. So we don't have to do that thing where me and you just chat and ignore the guests because we're not that fussed about him. Right. Because we like Cal. Not that we don't like our other guests. Have you seen some others? There's been like um, remixes of like Tupac songs where they got Biggie to do them uh, and the other way around. AI's wild, by the You're way. You're all over this AI stuff. Big time. You like one of the I'm going to replace three quarters of my staff with it. Oh, no. All right, let's not. Okay. Anyway. Why? Why? Okay. No. Carl, before we get into the football talk, Hello. I need to ask you an important question. In about 48 minutes. Yeah. I need, this is an, a very important question for me. Did you really think Indiana Jones and the Crystal School was just mid? No, it's, it's, it's terrible. Uh, for, for Christmas a couple of years ago, I say a couple of years ago, more than 10 years ago, I brought my brother the, the box set of all the films, but I yeah. removed the Crystal Skull. So you just got, you got there was like a gap. He's tril- like, where's the, where's the other film? Like, what other film? And he just sort of well nodded done. at me. It's a trilogy. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, People it's did like, that with Rocky Five. It's like Die Hard. It's Rocky Die One, Hard Two, Three, right. Four. <coughs> Uh, and then so Western Stallone did that with Rocky Five. Yeah, yeah. You, g- you, gave, Rocky you gave Rocky Universe, Five one. You gave it like two out of ten. You yeah. Said that and then Rocky Balboa was like, let's just pretend that film yeah, yeah. with Tommy Morrison hey, didn't listen, happen. No mistakes, Jay. Let's just fucking say it didn't. <laughs> I like that. What what film? Nah. What, what with Tommy Gunn? Nope. Tommy Gunn. Sounds like an interesting concept. Maybe we'll write that down. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of it. Ryan Stibbles says we love Carl Anker on this channel. We Who's we so? Yeah, Royal We, the editorial. Um, I got a question for you. Is The Rock shit as an actor? No. No, he, you... he, he needs to go outside his comfort zone because I keep watching him do play the same role. Yeah, he is a bigger version of Jason Statham. I, do you know what? No, because I... Jason Statham's played against type. So the thing, about, the thing about the thing about the Fast and Furious films... I, I, I've got to be honest with you. The Rock gets a pass for me because of Moana. 
Yes. My kids love Moana. Great film. And Maui is mint in that. Yeah, so right, yeah. I can, it's so hard to find a kid's film that you can sit and watch over and over. Okay. Which we did with Moana because my kids all loved it. And then I had other kids that got older. This is what I'm hearing with, with young dads who keep watching Bluey. They're saying Bluey is the is the tolerable yeah. one, whereas the other ones oh, are a bit. I've not seen that one. I'm not sure. That's getting added to my list. Bluey is the good cartoon that you. That's can what you need. You need a good cartoon. Pixar and yeah. who's the other big studio? DreamWorks. They, yeah. they yeah. do. They have done some genuinely like watchable shit that you can <laughs> genuinely watchable, watchable shit. shit. <laughs> no, it's true because you get the ones, don't you? Where because all the kids want to watch the same film over and over. Yeah. And there's ones that are just. Same, awful. same film. I'm on about 19 runs of um, The Last Dance. I don't even like basketball. Yeah, I've done like so 10. I've done 10 runs of The Last Dance. It's watchable. It's that's the my thing. It's so like, like my missus came in last night and it's on and I'm working on my laptop. Yeah. It's just on in the background. I'm not like glued to it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm taking it on board. Uh, do you know what? It's not a bad shout. I might watch it again tonight. Go for it. What yeah. was your, uh, what, was the, what was the film you used to watch loads as a kid? Memphis Bell. Okay. Really? Yeah, lots. See, not as a kid. I used to watch The Big Lebowski quite a lot. Strong. When I was Strong. Like late teens, early noughties. I watched the Disney Robin Hood, where Robin Hood's a fox. Ah. I'd watch the VHS of that, rewind yeah. it all the way to the start and watch it again. Yeah. And watch it twice. Watch it. Did that with Rockies <laughs> on VHS. Strong. Nailed that with the Rockies. Yeah. Not five, yeah. not five though. Five. I'm gonna say- Five doesn't exist. No. Yeah, no. I'm gonna say, yeah. I'm gonna say I did it with the Rockies. I did it with three and four. Okay. And mostly four. If okay. One, one of my good mates uh, did his university dissertation in Rocky Four. What was the title? What? Uh, really? Now, Rocky Four is a very, very good example of Reaganite politics, both on and behind the, both in front of and behind the camera. Because I mean, you know it's the one we end the Cold War. Yeah, yeah. I thought it's it was, the most Reaganite film. I thought it was like I, a, I reckon a documentary. If you, if you put, a th is it not a documentary? Like I thought you literally ended the Cold War. <laughs> That's why we don't have. I reckon if you put three hundred and Rocky Four up side by side, it is the same political message. Yeah. Ooh, uh, pull yourself up by your bootstraps. The strong survive. Uh, things about heart and courage. Amer America wins. Y yeah, I'd, I'd say 300 is more nakedly nasty in its politics, whereas Rocky Four is still. It was at, a, it was at the see because that was one was in the Cold War, one was in the actual war. Yeah, it was at the height of the global war on terror. Yeah, mm. yeah. When I left. but yeah, Rocky Four has a <laughs> has a good place close to my heart. Nicholas Walker says there are only three Fast and Furious films. Interesting. What this year? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. How many is there actually? Well, I no so because uh, the so Hobbs and I stopped about Greavesy. Five, five is right. the best. What? I stopped a few. Anything? Is five <laughs> the one where they're jumping across like the freeways where it's like on a big bridge? Uh, it might have been five is the one where they go to Brazil and do the heist and the rock is chasing them. So basically, five. five was meant to be the last one. It was meant to be a legitimate heist film, and it made so much money. Oh, let, let's keep making more Fast and Furious films, and now See, you're. And in this is—I go back full circle. This is why The Rock can just sling it. Like, <laughs> I there's nothing. He was even in that. You know, the so last Fast and Furious film I watched, he wasn't even in it. But like, his probable best acting performance is is Pain and Gain. Yes, because he's playing against type, and also Pain and Gain was one of those weird films where it's not very obvious what the message is. It's like, it's your man, Michael Bay, trying to do his version of Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> Except you're like, you're not quite smart enough to pull this off, but I appreciate the effort. I, I laughed like so fucking hard at that. I watched it in the pictures with my mates and then I watched it with my wife and she didn't laugh once. And I'm like, you're fucking boring. It's, this is hilarious. It's quite, <laughs> it's, quite, it's quite clever, but also very stupid. Uh, I enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. Mark Commode hated it. And it, really? Mark Commode hated it in one of those rare times where I, went, I don't think Mark Commode's Got it. 
Right, it's, Do you rate Mark Commode? Oh, he's fantastic. He's yeah. one of the reasons I write for a living. Really? Yeah. I love that. Commode, uh, Commode Trevor Nelson, uh, and there were two or three others on the BBC when I was like 15, 14, I sent emails going, like, I want to work in creative media. And they sent emails back going, well, young man, here's things you need to be aware of when you go off to university. I was like, okay. That's loud stuff. <coughs> I like that. I'm a big fan of uh, journalists replying to you and sort of giving you advice and stuff like that. Um, loads of people getting in the chat in the comments. Someone's asked about football chat. We will get to it. We've got an actual <laughs> guest here who knows a bit about yeah, football. Yeah, but do you know what? I so think Carl loves to live as off-road as we do. I know. Not, not derailing the entire podcast. We've already discussed we might 50-50 this one. Brian Casey says he was brilliant in the other guys. Uh, Miles says The Rock is great and get shorter. Is that a remake? Oh, no. That, that came out... Because the original. That's early Rock. So there was, get, there was Be Cool and then Get Short was, the, was one of The Rock's first big roles. Like 2000. Four? Christina Milian in that? Maybe. So not the John Travolta one that I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's the sequel to that one. Ah, the sequel, right. The sequel to yeah, that it was one. like 25 yeah. years after. That film, right, that film right. was very, that film was bad apart the, from The Rock in it. Right. And The Rock is very charismatic. So I remember the it. John Travolta one. John Travolta's not made a good film in about 20 years, has he? Oh, Hairspray was very good. Oh, if I you're into musicals. I don't mind a musical, but he seems to have gone off the boil a bit. Uh, he's in that Die Hard film with Kevin Hart in Is that any good, that? I, I want to say that's John Travolta. Wow. He's, he's bold in it, so it's very, it like threw me off no. in the poster. Him and a rock are doing the same thing. He's, they're in Jumanji they're together, aren't they? stacking up the cash, to be fair yeah. to him. Yeah. Yeah. Look, they found the system. Well, and it works for them. Do you know what I mean? If it works for you, it works for you. Swordfish, someone says. Yeah, Swordfish was like 20 years ago. More than 20, mate. Yeah, so there you go. Um, was it? Is it your better aunt's birthday today? Yeah. Oh, happy oh. birthday. Oh, yeah. Mrs. Housen. Well, someone Happy said it birthday. in the chat. Right. Um, Ross Murphy. So, yeah. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Well, Seth, um, have, you, have you got a present and all that? I've done all that. Bought some clothes because seeing as how you go, what do you want for your birthday? Clothes. Oh, okay. Fair. No, nah, okay. Sure. Sure. Any, plan, on, can any dinner? You know any I mean? for the weekend? Well, just yeah, money, we're going to have some dinner or something. Money in a card usually works. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Blake's into bath bombs. Yeah. So Blake's okay. bought her uh, like six bath bombs in a box. She's like, is this for me or you? And she's like, you. Oh, that's, that's, nice. the, that's, the, that's the bad thing about when you have kids, though, isn't it? Especially when they're young, you have to buy presents from them to your missus. <laughs> Right. And then it's like, yeah, you ask them what they want. My mum like, said the, the annoying thing anything. about having kids wasn't necessarily looking after me being a kid, but she was never quite sure what friends I'd bring back. Going, oh god, having to play nice with someone else's kid was annoying. And then the other problem where so playing playing nice with someone else's kid's parents of just like, oh my 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 kids got on really well with this person at school and then like, i have to talk to this parent yeah, it's great. all the time yeah. no you don't and this parent is quite so you, boring are you like that guy like me in the playground <laughs> i'm tunnel vision i rarely do the school but when i do mm -hmm. i ain't chatting to anyone i'm here to get my kids not making no niceties other parents do you know what i mean there's okay. one or two that i already know anyway from sort of before my kids were at school but we did a parents evening at high school the other day and you had to queue for mm -hmm. a different season it was horrible horrible because you stood in a queue for like half an hour the queue with other adults and they're yeah. trying to break small talk yeah going. and i'm like i don't want to be rude and like my kids got loads of school and she knows their kids and yep. it's just like well, I'm just want to leave, leave me alone yep. do you know what I mean? like, <laughs> let's do a deal yeah. i won't make small talk with you you don't make small talk and we'll be all right yeah let's See, just stare I, into I've space i watched like a young dad's podcast with you two 
just talking about. Are we young dads? We're not young dads. You're being very kind, there, <laughs> Mr. Anker. I think I stopped being a young dad about ten years ago. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not classed as a young dad when one of my kids works here. <laughs> 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 okay. Okay. <laughs> Maybe if one of our kids had kids, we could get away with being young granddads. The young dads thing is no. this one. I'm not angry no. with my kids for a long time, no. by the way. <laughs> by the way, I just want to hasten to add there. Yeah, the like, they're all far too young for that. Anyway. Uh, the, the, the small talk at school, Blake's at a very, very small school. There's 14 kids there, and it's, it's mega. There's ponies in the field next to it. There's ducks. There's a stream. It's idyllic, right? I don't know how the hell we found it. But she's in there, and it's, it's beautiful, right? And one of the parents, like, they all talk to each other, and I do not engage mm -hmm. in any of that small talk shit. I drop her off, I say, see you later, and I get the fuck out of there. Yeah. And then someone the other day asked me, have I got an exciting day planned? And I was so blindsided. I text you, I think, didn't I? <laughs> yeah, I can't remember what did, I said I would did. rather do. Yeah. It's probably not Me and you were on the same. I think you put it in the group <laughs> chat, and the two dads in the group chat, me and him, were like, on that, straight away. Yeah, I feel your pain. I'm with you. And the other two just ignored it. Because, <laughs> yeah, it can get a bit much. Can't I think I'd rather be waterboarded. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, fatherhood. Yeah, fatherhood. <laughs> don't let us put you off. It's all good. Um, don't do it. <laughs> first of all, though, we are going to talk about football. I want to ask your question, your opinion on something. Okay. Both of you. Philip Jones is done. It's gone. Mm -hmm. It's over. It's the end of an era. How would you think he'll be remembered? Kick it off, Carl. You're going to be really nice. Um, go on. Go oh, on. I know, I'm just curious because I think it's a, a shame. Go it's, on. it's a real go shame. On, there was, there was. Phil Jones has been, they've been poking fun at Phil Jones even when Phil Jones was playing football and was pretty good at playing football. And then he just became this easy punchline and he couldn't defend himself because he couldn't play the, couldn't play the sport. And I believe when he made his comeback game, as it were, against Wolverhampton Wanderers last yeah. season, you have that statistic where Phil Jones only, play, only trained with Bruno Fernandes like once or twice, which is absurd, right? And then... Okay, in that January transfer window, he, I, I believe there was a bid from a team in France. It might have been Bordeaux. There's some talk of DC United as well. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Uh, and, and he said no. Um, and then that's it, right? It, it must be rehab for an athlete is agony because you are just trying to do the same thing over and over and over again to eke out a little bit of consistency from your body. And we know Phil Jones' injuries. He's probably spent quite a few times in the last three or four years and it's been deeply painful for him to walk or run. I don't think Phil Jones, uh, Phil Jones probably doesn't take the bus, but Phil Jones, if Phil Jones is late for the bus, I don't think he would trust his own body to run for the bus. Right. And that is, that's really sad. And yeah, look, okay. It became apparent before he has a lot of these injury problems that he probably wasn't United quality centre-back or starting, center, you know, starting quality. But there's a human behind all of this behind the shirt and whatever and this human has had several years of just unimaginable sophist sophistry and just pushing the bowler up the hill and keeps rolling down like why can't my body react why can't my body react and I think that's sad um, wish him well and uh, excited to see what he does next told you Carl be nice I'm guessing Mr. Housen that you don't quite share. I might give you an alternative sympathy. devil's advocate opinion. All right, give us your devil's advocate, which isn't obviously your opinion. You're just playing devil's advocate to no, Carl's sympathetic one. No, it's a little bit, a little bit my opinion. No, I, I definitely agree. He became a punching bag, um, seemingly unfair, and the memes were, all right, he pulls a funny face when he, he's editing stuff. Yeah. He's editing stuff playing for Manchester United. And it was a time, especially under Ollie, 
where that winning run was built on the back of having Phil Jones. Phil Jones can actually play out from the back. Yep. There's something that people don't the get. Gap, the gap between Phil Jones and Harry Maguire, and please, I'm going to say good Harry Maguire, the gap between good Harry Maguire and good Phil Jones is not massive. You know, The things Harry Maguire is good at are 8 out of 10 at. Phil Jones is maybe a 7 out of 10 at. And the things Harry Maguire is good Harry Maguire is not so good at. He's probably 5 out of 10 at. I'd say Phil Jones is 5, maybe 4 out of 10. Like The big difference between those two players is fitness and maybe a little bit of ball carrying. Mm. And again, good Harry Maguire. Because I remember, <coughs> you remember, I remember sort of Jose kicking off that England had had Phil Jones taking injections to play. And that shows you the where he was at. Jose was annoyed that he couldn't use Phil Jones. Did he go to the Russian World Cup? Yeah, he did. Yeah. yeah. Because you know, I know Mourinho has to be that like, you're taking painkiller injections because Mourinho loves it when you play through the. <laughs> you, Mourinho, one of the easiest ways to get complimented by Mourinho is if you play through the pain barrier. Yeah. Right? He complimented Lindelof for playing when he like done his groin. He complimented. He didn't like it when Smalling didn't take painkiller injections, and I yeah. think he also had a jab at Bailly for not choosing. Didn't Lukaku get stick as well for the cup yep. final? He he will give yeah. you stick for not taking painkiller injections, yeah. and then bring up the times John Terry took loads of painkiller injections. Um, and I don't know how much football you've seen John Terry walk around the dugout, but he's not walking like a man of his age should be walking. John oh. Terry has to do a lot of yoga because his hips and whatever is... Fuck John Terry. <laughs> yeah. I've um, got Something a family sympathy for um, Jonesy. Like, take, taking painkiller injections is, you know, you're robbing Peter to pay Paul, basically. Yeah. Uh, so if Mourinho is annoyed that you took painkiller injections, that means your body must be really in a bad way. It's the reason Real's fucked at the minute. Really? Because of... Yeah, his back's in an absolute shit state. All yeah. the people are like, can you come do five minutes of the charity game? He's like, absolutely not. So can't though, can't do it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That goes to show. So yeah, um, KMD Lopper says a prime Maguire could not pre uh, lace pre-injury Phil Jones's boots. He oh, was anyway, different yeah. gravy in his first two seasons at United before no, his injury set. Close. You were nowhere close to finishing. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. So we were talking. We were talking about the gap between. Probably going to be leaving money. We're talking about the gap between Smalling, between Maguire and Jones, and I can't. Sorry, Phil Jones was. Um, both Flame. far better and especially as a ball playing centre half than he gets the credit for mm -hmm. I think where the sympathy well runs dry uh, and part of this isn't his fault part of, the, part of this he has to take some um, blame for himself a little bit is who the hell decided to extend his contract by four or five years a couple of years ago that was madness that, that was very very that, silly that was madness Let's. now that's not his fault and I think all of us if offered um, probably would take that deal mm -hmm. uh, to stick around at Let's Manchester United for another four or five years. About 2018, I think. It was early doors of Ollie because people say it was Ollie. It clearly wasn't Ollie. Um, February 2019, I think. Um, okay, so that's So he signed a contract, so obviously. To that's the, interim Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer. Yeah, yeah, there's a picture of him and Ollie. Yeah. Signs a new contract until 2023, obviously. Okay. Just about to run so, out. Uh, and, and also by the same rule, of the, there was people that came in for him and he didn't want to go. Um, I think the club has got a fair bit to blame on him here because they, the way the club loves content and the way the club loves stories and the, the way the club loves to put out PR, why don't we know what's happened to Phil Jones? Why isn't there a story Isn't there a bit of, isn't there, yeah, Steve's right, isn't there like some intrigue? Didn't Ten Hag allude to the fact that he didn't know what was going on at one point? And then he's not got a locker and he doesn't come at training. Right. Like people see him at like some sports centre of Warrington kind of way. Doing stuff what and you're like, what's going on there? Yeah. I, I think this is a, is a case of Manchester United choosing to respect one party's wishes, which then accidentally creates 
intrigue slash conspiracy theories from everyone else because we all, you know, those people want to know is Phil Jones doing well? Especially yeah. when Maguire was doing that dip of form and United fans went, we'll take anyone. Yeah. Please revive Phil Jones and maybe he can play. And then there was no conversation about Phil Jones. He'd go into those press conferences and ask Especially about injury stuff. Especially when he stuff. played a couple of games, didn't he? Who was that under? Was it under Ollie? On the Ragnick. Ralph. Ragnick. Yes. Well, Wolves. Wolves. Yeah. He played against Liverpool. Played two back to back, didn't he? Wolves and Liverpool. And then he played, yeah, he, he got substituted at half time against Liverpool. And he yeah. apparently was not very happy about that as well. And then. And then never played again. Never played again. Uh, for as far as we know. Didn't he, didn't he, fe- did he feature against Brentford? Or am I imagining that? Like the back end of last season. I, I couldn't. Yeah. I, I can't recall. Like, as, so as far as you know, he, he regressed again in the summer. I know there's, no, I know there's the. There's no requirement for people to tell us what their injuries are and it's weird that we ask yeah he did he came on a sub against Brentford thank you you find it weird that we ask about people's medical history in in press conferences but but we do it it's an it's almost like an accepted weirdism that we we allow that I think this could be based on nothing I I think that agreement that one of the very first questions you ask a manager who's fit and who's not uh, and they pretty much have to tell you the truth has more to do with people who want to spend money on games of football rather than the kindness of everyone's heart, which is yeah. one of those weird, like, oh yeah, weird. But yeah, I agree, it is weird. The first one question we asked is, how fresh are your young boys? Are they good? Well, we were can they what, run? What, can you tell me the medical history of your staff, please? Yeah. yeah. Yep. We were saying, oh, we were chatting before. He's got a bile on his ass. Fergie, Fergie didn't take questions. No. Well, he did eventually, but he used to come and sit down and just speak what he wanted to tell you. So he'd say like, Giggs is, you know, 50-50, Rio's fit. Tom Cleverley's not going to feature, and you know Newcastle are a good team. We're going to get a tough game. I'm looking forward to it. Don't expect three points. So every right. question after that is just going to annoy him, yeah, because he's already said what he wants to say. Ten, ten Hag this <laughs> this season has barely mentioned Phil Jones in the way that when someone has a long-standing injury, you don't really mention them every single week and say so and so is still injured. You just mention the time they're coming back. So if you uh, again, this could be, be putting two and two together and getting 22, but this could just be Eric Ten Hag's like, that person hasn't been nowhere near well, close to match Well, they got rid of Matt first team locker room, didn't they? So I've not heard of that. That was, I want to say that was summer. Right, okay. Yeah, I mean, there's some somewhere in between here. There's a part of me that I'm with you. I feel sorry for him. Some of the stick he was getting was unfair. You know, I was at Twitter tweeted, name me a better player, name us a better player than Phil Jones and stuff like that. It's like, there's I no need for that. One of the big some ones of the is... stuff that was going on. And also, I'm, I, I don't like... Rival fans having a dig, it sort of yeah. Gets, rival fans having a dig is weird. Him. Do you know what I mean? When I'm like, all right, he's still won as many Premier Leagues as Liverpool. Have. And, and the big, I mean? the big one was also there. that gif of him heading the ball away against Olivier Giroud, which is good defending, right? He, he's ran out. Yeah. Of, he's fallen over. He's yeah. ran out of options. He needs to get the ball away from Giroud, and he's gone. All right, I'll put my bonds here, where most defenders would probably give up. There's a clip of James Milner not knowing what to do and just nuts a ball that's on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> When yeah. Instead of using anything, and like I don't see any of that going around. There's, there's one of John Terry where he tries to do that, and the ball's miles away from him. And he just looks ridiculous in the I Euros. Think Phil Jones is the victim of a, a number of phenomena. One, fitness problems. Another problem is, as we uh, you know, we've all got smartphones now, and we've got we're making gifs and comps and whatever. It's never been easier to be look embarrassed as a defender, right? And a lot of us don't play in defence or don't want to play in defence, right? Even when I play five-a-side, even when you drop me back, I'm going to start charging forward because I want to score goals. There's a, there's a, there's a young right? lad. Hey, I, I only go in defence now I'm at five-a-side. Right? That's it, me. Everyone wants to score some I'll, goals. I'll go centre-half. I'm going to boot anything. And like, oh, no, the understanding <laughs> of defending and what makes a good defender is still pretty poor, right? 
because we still really, really like flashy tackles rather than a, a smart defender who just goes man on, move left and move right so you don't have to track back 35 yards. So Jones has this unfortunate problem where he's barely fit. He's, a, uh, he's not, he sometimes gets embarrassed because he's not the quickest. And then there are times where even when he makes the right decision, he looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. He, I'm not even he saying quite expressive face. Exactly. When he's doing so shit. he looks silly. anything. He's I imagine so, if you ask him about signing his name, he'd be like. And this is the time where you know when <laughs> ooh, Gen Z millennials go, "Oh, that's really cringe. Oh, I don't want to do that because that's really cringe." Here comes Phil Jones, who doesn't mind embarrassing himself to defend. This is a real like English centre back thing. Loads of English yeah. centre backs don't mind looking embarrassed when they're defending. Maguire, well, Maguire looks. Not sure that's what he's setting out to do. He's not meant to look embarrassed. You made a point though, because there was all those images when they were pulling his face, yeah. the Aguero near post goal, him yeah. like looking shots, which, you know, what's he meant to do? And there's that thing of, oh, what's Phil Jones doing on course? Maybe because he's got a good, good boot, he's, he's pretty good at ball striking, striking the ball, yeah. right? And if, and that, that's one of those things that is a, you can, is Phil Jones, Situation a good indictment of the Woodward era. Yeah, kind of, because you get some very well-meaning, big-chested, big-hearted people who are being put in uncomfortable positions because no one above them knows any better. Why yeah. is Phil Jones on corners? Because someone hasn't gone, mate. No. Yeah. We got someone else better. You don't. You will take you out the firing line. For and I think sure. that's been, that's been the problem with of a lot of you have had the Woodward era of Manchester United. Really keen on the pitch, would you? He wouldn't have just gone. Yeah, Phil, you take this one. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Get over here. Get away from there, you. Like pat that in. You we didn't have anyone in that era. It's, that it's a shame. It's a shame. But let's not go too far and memorialise a career that never was or anything like that. There's injured players happens all the time, and you know, I, I I saw the message this morning. I don't wish him any ill whatsoever. Yeah. Respect for the fact that he was a footballer that played for Manchester United. You get that as a just as a gimme. But I would like to know what the hell's going on. I'm not entitled to know that, obviously. But I would like to know like that that. That message said nothing. It said thanks to the fans, Fergie was tops, laters. But it didn't. So now what? It, am I still working on getting fit? Am I working on getting fit? Have I retired? I think he's he still at the trial on the 24th of June. Play, like, what's yeah. the crack? Yeah, he did. I, think I mean, just wait and see. We'll wait and see. I mean, listen, no matter what, he still scored one of the greatest own goals I've ever seen. <laughs> That one against Valencia. Shrugs off his man, opens up his body. So but, yeah, it was, it was, it was a good on, man, that was poetry. Poetry. <laughs> so we'll always have that. And um, there's a few people in the chat. Alex Hill says, Hi, guys. Please could Carl explain why he isn't a fan of Lahovic? In my opinion, he should be regarded as Kane and Ossiman. And with Juve's problems, could be a snip. No. <clears throat> he's, he's not that good. He's not, as, he's not good on the same level as Harry Kane. He's not going to link up players as Harry Kane. He's not as early dominant as Victor Ossiman. Um, this is going to sound... Stupid. Not on this podcast. Vlahovic Nothing is sounds stupid Vla on this podcast. When Vlahovic is more in common with Jermaine Defoe in terms of being absolutely dominant inside the penalty area, but not being as good as he moves further away from the penalty box than he does with the Kane or Victor Oshiman. I'll take Jermaine Defoe if, right now. If as he, is. 45. as he is. Still got it, <laughs> hasn't he? I mean, Jermaine Defoe was excellent at attacking the near post. He, he, was, which the, is he was the cheat code in the UNICEF game, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> remember? When he Real just, quiz. <laughs> he, was, um, he just came on and just scored a load of goals. Jermaine Defoe's really good to talk about goal scoring because by his own admission, he says, I, I wasn't like top, top, top. So I had to work the angles and look for inefficiencies everywhere, really which is why he's so no, good. It was why he was so good at attacking near post. And because he wasn't, it wasn't innate and it was worked on, he's very good at coaching it into others. He's very good at going, all right, you need to do this and this and this. There's been three or four, when it was at Rangers, there was three or four seminars he gave to the academy kids and the academy kids were like, 
I can't believe that's how you score goals. That's yeah. amazing. Um, so yeah, Jermaine Defoe, very, very good coach. Pretty good at telling you how to attack the near post. Kind of has a lot in common with Dusan Vlahovic. Go ask Juventus fans why then don't really like Dusan Vlahovic because they say he's really good in the penalty area, but you need some, someone else to do other things. And not, we're not like, I know we do create chances, but we're not like firing loads of this is it. crosses into the box, are we? We've not got wingers who are going, right, I'm going to whip this one in for you, son. Yeah. Most of it's like Anthony's trying to get his shot off. Ganacho's trying to get his shot off or Sancho's cutting inside. It's like... I mean, that's everything... one of the consequences of modern football is that yeah. every forward, all three of them, are trying to create for themselves. Yeah, and I don't know if someone's every, just in the box. Every single transfer decision Manchester United make this summer should be made with a question of, does this turn us into title winners in three years? When Ten Hag's contract is up for renewal or whatever. And yeah. if the answer is no, do not do it. So Sabitza, Veghorst, which striker you should get. The question should always be, will this get us from where we are now to getting the 89, 92 points that you need to win a Premier League season in three years? You have to close the weaknesses. So what's the weaknesses? Can't win a game away from home, haven't got a striker. Fix those two, champions. Next question. <laughs> uh, I love it. <laughs> Alex Bailey says, all I, I remember form, is Jones. He has more Premier League medals than Gerard and Carragher. Uh, Hish well said. Hisham El Said is also a victim of his own versatility. He played DM, right back, centre back in his teams because he was a ball playing defender. A talent loss when Fergie left. Sam Z said, Carl, your opinion on Gonzalo Ramos to United? You just want me to like write a whole athletic article for you right now. He's good. He's nice. He doesn't. Sorry, you know he's, I mean, you can be he, brief for us. He's, he's good. He's want, nice. He doesn't. He doesn't move me in the same way that um, Kane and Victor Oshman does. But that's because those two are top. I genuinely don't think United signed him because of his Twitter video. Which one? The one where he's ripping the head off it. And I have no idea what he's talking. Poorer for the there that. is. Approach. A video of Gonzalo Ramos pleasuring himself, which is all over the internet. Well, there you go. On, I reckon that, that is a sort of um, thing that stops <coughs> United signing a player. I'm watching it now. I have been since we sat down. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> the takeover saga. Bookmark that for later. Yeah. Yeah, it's there. Um, <laughs> the takeover saga. What saga? Yeah, it's not a saga. It's all been dealt with. You know, the Glazers did their statement. Bidders come in, they've accepted an offer, hooray, we've got new owners at Manchester United, now focus on the transfer window. Where and they're absolutely sound, right? Sound. Yeah. No it, skeletons. No, no skeletons, it's all sweet, there's nothing to worry about, everything's happy, just the way we wanted it. Right, move on then. <laughs> Carl, is there any light at the end of this tunnel or what? No, it's a fucking train. Uh, is there any light at the end of this tunnel? Yes, there is some light. Pulling a face, mm. squinting, squinting, just about getting you know, uh, this, this We thought this would be done by but by the end of Q one. We thought this would be in, done by the end of Q one. Did this, you genuinely? Did you think that? Well, that's what they said. We, did know. did I genuinely believe it? No, right, because okay. and I've I've said this before on loads of different things. We're dealing with billionaires, and billionaires just think differently because once you have that much money, it just fries. It it alters the way your brain works, right? If yeah. If I'm going down to London for the weekend, I'll probably stay at a mate's house. Gary never was a millionaire. If he goes down for the weekend, he'll probably stay at a nice hotel. If a billionaire goes down for the weekend, he gets on a private jet and probably rents out the floor of a thing. Right? Yeah. And if he says, oh, London's a bit cold, I fancy going somewhere else, he just goes somewhere else. Um, but billionaires do not do decisions in the same way we do decisions because that money It's a good it. point. It's an obvious point, but you're right. And I think that yeah. gets lost sometimes, doesn't it? Won't someone think of a billionaires? I know. And when we are looking at the Man United takeover stuff it's very important to look at the billionaires and their names and their information and also how they earn their billions because that will most likely show you 
what they want to do next. And I've said this before, Todd Bowley made his, all of his money in tech. He was a disruptor, came to Chelsea and he's like, how do I disrupt? No yeah. one's done eight month, eight year contracts before. Ooh, hey. Um, no one's spent about half a billion on right? shit. And, 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 and like, half a billion to finish 12. Bowley earned his money by trying to spot things no one's ever, by trying things people have never done before. Well, and Bowley's always that. been, Bowley consistently was a person who, if you came up to him with a good idea and said, it'll cost you 10 grand, but maybe I'll get you 15 grand in six months, we'll give you the 10 grand. Whereas the Glazers, I'm really at his phone number. I'm surprised you've not got it yet. <laughs> I am uh, trying. The amount of bloody numbers you have got. I am trying. The Glazers originally earned their money in uh, real estate and real estate of commercial buildings. So they used to buy shopping malls, right? Yeah, and then running them into the bastard ground and just sitting on them for decades. You've said that bit, but they would they would buy. <laughs> <laughs> Love you'd, that. You'd, they'd buy shopping malls, they'd collect residual rent, and that's how they'd earn their money. And that's how they're essentially running Manchester United. Yeah, like a, a fucking degree. busted flush shopping mall in Florida. Again, you said that. Uh, <clears throat> so you've got you've, it, you've got one you've got one group of billionaires that are fans of so let's say slower, safe, comfortable money. Yeah, and they have a price point, and they very much would like to reach that price point, and they. There's no real. There's not a hard deadline in the same way there was a hard deadline for Chelsea. Right? Yeah. So the rain group that took the rain group took care of the Chelsea takeover, uh, and the deadline was well, if you don't sell Chelsea, the government's going to take it off you basically. Right. Yeah. I don't think we've even wrapped our head around how mental that was. That the government went, you better yeah. sell this. I don't think you can't be mates with Putin, and we're taking your club. Yeah. Done. It's it. Yeah. What's that? It's a billion out of United. Yeah. Keep don't worry about right. it. So take your time. So that's the, main that's the main difference between the rain group selling Chelsea. Well, one of the main differences between the rain group selling Chelsea and, and this difference here. Then you've got Sir Jim Radcliffe, who is, I mean, you can look at how he's running the Ineos Cycling Group and what he's done since, you know, the, he bought what used to be Team Sky rebranded it or what he's done with Nice. Uh, and he is a, I still can't quite get a feel for him uh, and how he likes to run his businesses, but it's not as transparent as say other billionaires or whatnot. Uh, and then you've got Sheikh Yassim who, uh, and the only way I can put this to you is, Jay, how old is Sheikh Yassim? Um, Carl, we don't know if he's real. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, don't know I don't know how old this man is. See, we've gone full circle. Yeah. From the sweat dripping off my balls, we are straight back in AI. Uh, Sheikh Jassim might be AI. I'm not. <laughs> I refuse to. I've seen two pictures of him. I've seen three. I've seen more of Godzilla. So no, your move. So we've got we've got a situation where the Rain Group are, are trying to replicate, <laughs> to a degree, what happened with the Chelsea takeover, but they don't have the hard deadline that helped that. You've got a, a, a Glazer Group that clearly are open for business, but have a price point that they would like it to be reached. And this is why we keep having a new final deadline and a new final deadline, a new final deadline, yeah. because it feels as if, and again, this could be me slightly editorizing and putting two together and getting 22, but it, it feels like that price point isn't being hit, which makes it really strange. Why aren't these two bidders hitting that price point after the third attempt? And I don't know the answer to that. I think we're getting closer with every bidding process. Yeah. And eventually, you know, the, that gap will hit a point where a deal will be done. Uh, I don't know if that gap's going to be hit in the next week now. Just in time it's for Garnacho's testimonial. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. It's, it just seems like whenever you think, right, this is it. Like last week, it did seem like we were getting a bit of movement. Final deadline. Yeah, and then no, it's 11th hour bid. V1 and, final. <laughs> yeah. Henry no Winter, final for real this time. Henry Winter said it's not the 11th hour. 
like it's gonna we had him on the channel the other day and he's like it's gonna go out carry on this isn't the like last minute there's lots lots there's a long way what? to go henry sometimes lied to us i know just <laughs> just come on just say yeah it's all done everything's gonna be mint it's done be sound i know this is a really stupid question but i'll ask you anyway what's this do, do for our transfer window then in the summer because we don't even know how much money we've got do we? uh laurie whitwell hi laurie how you doing laurie uh at this time on a friday he is drinking oh no no we might for have two and a half hours <laughs> Uh, Laurie wrote not too not too long ago that uh, Manchester United might be a uh, hundred million plus sales, might uh, might be a hundred million plus sales. Uh, and I reported not too long after the Europa League defeat that Manchester United are thought to be readying a large squad overhaul. Now you, know, you look at the, you know Phil Jones is one member of that squad overhaul. Someone <laughs> someone someone else in that will be what, Axel Twins. Will be Axel Twins. Maybe was also. Well, who will also be active yeah. twins? Maybe he's out of contract. Then you've got players you like go. say, awesome, man. well, <laughs> then you've got players like say uh, yeah. Eric Bailly's on loan at Marseille. Alex Delis is on loan at Sevilla. Those are two players that perhaps could be moved on. You've got some, you know, there's backup fullbacks <laughs> and whatnot. <laughs> Fuck I, me. I'm not, you I'm not filling you with any confidence, am I? I, I I'm feel sorry. We need to stop having journalists on it. <laughs> just tell us things we don't want to hear. Like, can we not just start getting just proper clear? I think the interesting thing is, what you want, Eric Ten Hag's been asked about summer, his plans for the summer. Do you have plans for your summer? Do you, do you know? No, I'm going to wing it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what? Sort of que- That's the, why I need to be at them press the question was, The question Shut was, up. Uh, are you factoring in, words to the effect of, are you factoring a takeover or a takeover into your transfer? You know, do you have you know, plan A, nothing changes. You've got this budget. Plan B, this group takes over and you've got this budget. And plan C, you've got this. And Ten Hag was like, well, I'm still not sure. I do have plans, but it's hard to sort of this, action because we don't know. Thing. We need a big transfer window, don't we? Really. We need, like, to splash the cash. And I just can't see there's, there's a, There is a version of events where... <sighs> Let's sit and get done by the FA and simultaneously. Yeah, that'd be great. We can just sit <laughs> down, okay, not do okay, anything, and okay. get handed it, all the titles. Let, let's, run, let's, run, let's run with the thing that's been reported. 100 million plus. Someone's just said this, Cal. Just before you say that, someone's just said, I need to find it, um, the work, some basically saying the work you're doing to be uh, balanced and professional is astounding. So please continue. Uh, As me and him just chatting. Let, let's, let's, let's use, let's use <laughs> the version sparring. that we know. The 100, the 100 million plus sales. Find your weaknesses. 100 million plus sales, you've got to get a... <laughs> all right, so you say you've got to fix the goals. So you need 100 million plus sales. So let's put all that 100 million towards a striker. Okay, yeah. makes sense. Now we're cooking. All right. And then plus sales. Then he gets injured. Yeah. So and then you, you got to you got to you got to fill everyone plus sales. So let's say right. So you get Jones's wages off your books, Wenzaber's wages off your books. Let's say Bai and Talise, you get them off your books. Um, one of you've got like seven wide players now that can attack. So let's say you sell one of those. Yeah. Uh, you've got three left backs currently at the club. Let's say you sell one of those. Yeah. You've got two right backs. You probably want to keep your right backs. You've got two goal, two goalkeepers that are first team quality, so you sell one of those. Aaron Maguire's going, and and, and we'll is my gut feeling. Okay, yeah. fine. N- n- we'll include Maguire in that too. So that I think is he's maybe relatively sellable. Asset. That's what. And I actually genuinely think he would be good for a team that's tenth down. Okay, okay. Yeah. So anyone playing off the back foot? Right. So playing good. this hypothetical game, you, you move on all those players. You probably saved yourself six million by not having Ronaldo in your books as well. So you've got maybe one hundred million that we know you're putting all that towards a, a striker on the table boom and then you've got player sales 
And let's pretend Manchester United are very good at player sales and get all these done by late that's, June. That's a and Fifty well, million, sixty million? Oh, I think you can more. Get, I think you can get I, eighty with I all think, of them. Okay, I, yeah, I think eighty million. All right, so you've got you sorted out your striker problem. If you move on, Sancho, you might get to one ten, twenty. Uh, we just picked one. We just said a wide player, so we'll, we'll put yeah, we'll put that. I, I, we'll I, we'll pretend that's eighty million. So one hundred million on the striker, eighty million. You've got, got to get, get a new sleeve sponsor, Alfani Taxes, <laughs> right? That pays two billion a season. And FFP can go fuck itself like Manchester City. Told so me. 100 million on your striker, right, just, 80 yeah, million on player sales, 80 million on player sales. What areas do you think United need to fill? I, Other than a striker, because the 100 million is already. I, I, I made this argument, and so many people got mad with it. But I think someone like us a bit so for depth is a, like a proper must do because I don't think it costs a lot. I think you already know the attitude and everything. But like people, are, but the fee would cost the same. He wouldn't. He wouldn't uh, because United ring up and it don't cost the same. And you don't Correct. know the character's going to fit. At least with Sabitza, you know what you're going to get. I, I wouldn't like keep Sabitza. I was going to say you didn't like him. I'm not going to go. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not going to like go. Someone likes Sabitza, yes. Sabitza himself, no. Okay. Uh, is, it so, goat, so, is it the goatee? So, I mean, I love the fact that he looks like a, a Zorro side character uh, or a Musketeer side character. So, yeah, you, so you, want, you, want centre, you want centre midfield backup. Any other positions you, infil- you want filled? Yeah, I think you probably bring in a centre half if you let Maguire go. Because if you're talking about first team okay. available choices, not sure what's going to happen with Mengi. Probably time for a loan. All right. Just getting back over his injury. You let Maguire go. You have Varane, who's 60, 70% of the season. You could probably rely on him, but you're going to need backup. And then I think you need someone, maybe someone older or, or very young. I don't think you need another prime centre half. Okay, so this, this centre half you're shopping for, is that centre half going to be ahead of Lindelof in the queue or behind him? I would think ahead, depending on the profile or age. Okay, so. But I don't think it matters. Okay, so, just another one. so you want central midfield backup, you want centre back ish backup. Uh, any other positions? It might be, a, it could even be someone like the, the rumours of Kim Min Jae seem to be really picking up, and I don't know if that's just because there's nothing else to talk about. If you've got a Kim Min Jae, I think that there's an argument to be made that on certain occasions he would be selected over Varane. Yes. Um, and I don't think that's necessarily the worst idea. It might also give you the tactical flexibility to switch to a back three, which he might want to do at times. Maybe that's his, his option for playing away or in Europe. Okay. Uh, any other positions you want to fill in there? I think a backup striker. I agree. Okay. So I think I so, need two strikers. So that's, that's three, positions you've got, three positions you want to fill with 80 million. You Hence can, why you're getting some With 80 million. You can, you can do that if you're shit hot. And competent at what you're. What about if you shit? Exactly like we. If you just shit. Exactly like right. Another because we are shit. So this is the transfers. So is there any scope for us doing that? This is just shit. This is the the hot bit. This is the difficulty in that 100 million plus sales. You can have a good window. If you know what you're doing, yeah, and you know, and if you know what you're doing, you've got See, proper alignment. Keep, keep adding these caveats that we, we yeah. don't apply to us. We don't, we don't <laughs> yeah. right. We're not shit art. We're not good at sales. We don't make good deals. But <laughs> That's the Carl, issue. And he's fucking good ideas over yeah. to one side. Right. We're going to get Alfani taxes in. now, Carl. You're not at Southampton anymore, All right. kid. Alfani taxes, right. <laughs> two billion. Count sign question. everyone. Here's a question for you and, and to Steve's everyone out there. there. Or you know, Ineos taxes. I don't care. Just. Okay, you know. let's imagine another scenario where the takeover happens and whoever takes over goes, here you go, uh, Mr. Ten Hag, you have a war chest of 350 million. Let's pretend that happens. Right, that seems even reasonable. That's Jay's going to start Googling, even, can you masturbate in the street? Even, yes. even with that 350... <laughs> can't. Okay, okay we'll so we're, I'm gonna, that thought-provoking question. United have 350 million to spend yeah. in, in the summer window. Do you think a striker turns up before or after their US tour? 
Ooh. Your face. It, de- it depends how far along the club have been. He's thrown us here. He's turned the tables on us. Hey. Before. Okay. I mean, considering end of July. Considering how quick this all needs to get wrapped up, they might have the striker nailed, and, and that extra couple of hundred million might be filling in the extra gaps that mm-hmm. they were planning on kicking down the road. If you get 350 million, you might say goodbye to David De Gea, and you might spend 78 yeah, million. Yeah, I think you would. Yeah, that kind of money, I think you do. Okay, I do. I think the goalkeeper. And you've got to prioritise. I don't think you're prioritising goalkeeper situation this summer. Hence, why he's got another contract. Yep, but this is this is the difficult thing. This that yep was I agree in terms of the hypotheticals, not I'm agreeing in a No, I know I know you've thrown up a lot of um, hypotheticals there. But it, yeah, yeah, that was a lot of hypotheticals then and it just I'm gonna change how... his name to Karl Anka Asterix. Karl <laughs> yeah. Anka well, Maybe Maybe Karl <laughs> Anka footnote. If <laughs> this could happen I mean, yeah, in an ideal world, a lot of what you said in terms of sales would be great. But I see another scenario where Harry Maguire goes for eight million. Or Sancho goes for twenty, or Martial goes on a free, and it's just like you're like. How is Martial going on a free? His contract's not up till next. Because we're Manchester United. They're talking about the <laughs> things, the yeah. kind of things yeah. we do. Manchester United. Yeah, we we'll just go find uh, a new yeah, rate. Let's just give him away okay. to someone. Fair enough. Why are you doing that? Free we'll to know. a good home. Yeah, like like yeah, exactly like it's okay. a dog you don't want anymore. Okay. It's like that's the kind of thing that Manchester United do. Do you know what I mean? We'll buy, you know, the Romelu Lukaku's and the Di Maria's and all that lot for for big money and then sell them for a loss a season or two later Cheers, it's kind of our thing so there is that worry that we sell all these players a lot of them who have a bit of resale value as well and we end up with like 34 million after, after it all yeah, oh, you sell, all, to, you sell, sell all the players and they go do you know that buffet you had last night yeah <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed it Peter Kelly in the Super Chat has been a member of the Academy for 34 months says, I think Lutaro Martinez from Inter would be a decent signing. With Inter's financial issues, get Martinez, Costa, Kim Min Jae, What Frimpong, financial issues? going to be European champions in about three weeks. Oh my God. Oh my God. If Inter win the Champions League, I'm going to celebrate that harder than Romelu Lukaku, my oh. hand is touching your hand right now. And I'm telling you, they were saying mean things about you during that World Cup. And I know you think you're as good as Karen Benzema. Today begins the process. Oh my God, can you imagine? After Re- all the memes and reach everything. Reach out. The on loan Chelsea players you can goes do the this winner Lukaku. against them. I want to cry, you know. This makes me want to cry. Think about it. Think is this it's what it's the most to? Todd Booley thing. Is this what we've come Todd to? Todd Booley's got a player out right. on loan that right. wins the Champions League. Meanwhile, he's 12th right. with Lampard. The interesting thing is, if, he, if, if, if Robert Lukaku is going to stop. If, <laughs> Luka, if they're in treble. If we all believe enough. If we all believe enough. Often play teams that go to up top. It's oh me rocking back This and is genuinely like the seventh circle of hell. <laughs> what is going on? Uh, our yeah. future lies with Matteo Damian and Romelu Lukaku. It was all part of the master plan, Jay. All part of Preceded. <laughs> I'm going to send these off to Italy. <laughs> oh my God. We even sent Ashley Young there for a season just yeah, to sort tune of up. Some, yeah. A little tune up. All right, all right. Let's Thank drink you, the Kool Aid. It's going to happen. Nathan <laughs> Bentley says, I think the damage has been done. Even if we have competent people doing transfer deals, past signings have already set the tone. There you go. No, no. If, if it's, oh, and Mkhitaryan, sorry, I forgot. Yeah, Mkhitaryan, the guy we gave to Arsenal for Alexis Sanchez. He's the other saviour. What got a to deal pin that our was, by on. the way. What a deal that was. <laughs> Imagine being the Arsenal end of that. If they wouldn't have known he was going to turn out to be the absolute sack of shit that he was, but can you imagine? <laughs> hey, at Arsenal. Mickey. At Arsenal. 
I like McIntyre, but he wasn't great at Arsenal, was he? Let's no, he wasn't. That, was, that was one of those. Oh, sorry. Well, that was one of those swap deals where no, no one, one everyone lost. Everyone lost. Like everyone got a duffer, and then it was like, how have we ended up with this when do, this do player one? has done bits? Sanchez's accountant. That's a very good. You know, one on that one, and he's Manchester dogs. City. Yeah. Because they were going to yeah, get him. Fair, and we got him, enough. didn't we? Uh, Nicholas Walker says, we find out about Kane and if he comes after how he is after Spurs' last home game tomorrow. Eh? Tony be an option in January. I'm all for that. If we make him aware we want him. I'd have Ivan Tony in January. Bet you would. Why? What's that what I mean? Why? Bet you would. Oh, trying to front nice, one in. nice, yeah. <laughs> I'll give you good odds on that one. But why? I have a theory. Funny. Right? Because he'll be cheap. He's not, he won't have that long left on his contract. He won't have played for eight months. Much so like Gonzalo cheap. Ramos. Yeah, so he fits the bill United of United signings. Right. So he's cheap. Yeah, he's a Volvegos type, isn't he? He'll come in January. He's, be he's better than Vegas. No, that's what I mean, though, but he's like, he's cheap. Comes in January, but we'll need someone yeah. so he can be a backup striker. And also, he's still relatively, he's like 27, he's not done. And he can score in the Premier League. See, and he can of, take free kicks and he can score penalties. He's not allowed to train. Well, they can't stop him training in his house, can they? He can't, he's not allowed to do football-related activities. I'm sure they, like, he, uh, so if he's playing wording. FIFA at home, they're gonna yeah. like well, kick his door. Well, you've been running around your garden. I've just been looking at your Strava, and it says here you've been running around your garden. Why? We're, we're, hey? we're, I mean, Thomas Frank this morning said he, he's still not quite sure about how all this is gonna play out. And it, yeah, I think as well. Appeal. Maybe you, he gets it knocked down for four. United won't. Right. Oh, sorry. United won't touch a player that's been out for gambling like that. I don't know, man. I, I think we might not to. That's my, that's my take. Can I ask a question for you? Of course you can, Carl. Um, where's good for Brazilian people to hang out in Manchester? I wasn't expecting that question. I'll give you that one. Yeah, that's, that's top three weirdest questions I've had today. Yeah, and I get yeah. a lot of questions. Where's, you do get a lot of strange well, questions. Well, well, th you know, think about it. Manchester United have a couple of Brazilian players now. Right. Ben Brazil? No, that's so obvious. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's, no, that's shit. Jay, that's shit. You're better than that. That's, that is not. shit. All right. Greg's. That's literally like, Greg's. hey, yeah. I'm in San Francisco. Where should I go? Well, there's a pub called Manchester. They're like, no, fuck off. I don't want to see that. Yeah, Greg's. Greg's. Trafford Centre. Greg's in Trafford Centre. No, yeah. don't go, don't go Trafford Centre. Because it's basically going to Liverpool. Uh, oh, yeah, what was that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of people. They go on holiday there, don't they? People wearing Liverpool tops and you know that sort of thing. Fair, fair enough. It's like a day out for them. I seen one of them in Knuckles, uh, <laughs> in Knuckles Morrison's the other day. Guy walking around Liverpool top. That's fuming. What are we doing here? What's this? Are we Just asking now? over? Hey, liberties. Hey, oh. am I in the wrong town here or what? What's going on? Why have I got to leave? Why can't he leave? So I'm gonna have to be the one that hits him. Right. Fine. <laughs> Samuel Emery says spoons. That's a good one for you. Cheers. Brazilians, give him a shout. Let him know. Yeah, take a look. Oh, Santa Knox says. Jesus. Send them to Stretford Mall. Stretford Arndale. But yeah, there's a good one. Two Gregs in that. Okay. Still got a WH Smith in there? I haven't been for a long time. I got lost in there when I was a kid and they had to put a Santa announcement on. <gasps> Jay, mom, it's in the shape was, of a H. My mum was fuming. It's in the shape of a H. <laughs> <laughs> this office is almost the same size. You got lost in the book. <laughs> yeah, look. I was only about it was four. Yeah, yeah, yeah do you know what I mean? I mean, like to say, be fair, I got lost in my own bathroom. To be fair, I got lost there when I was like 27 as well, but that's <laughs> <laughs> a put a salary announcement out for that one as well. Someone can collect him. Why, why are you asking for Brazilians again? Just just trying to write pieces about the vibes. Oh, it's the fucking athletic, isn't it? Yeah. I forgot. I'm surprised you're not flying over to Brazil to spend six months over there. Mitting it. To, to, yeah, yeah. Mitting it. He's done that leg. Carl's, <laughs> Carl's got to do the bit at Stretford Mall. Yeah, I'm going to get the Brazilian perspective. He's in Rio de Janeiro and you're in Stretford Arndale. 
Clapham. Yeah, no, I guarantee a there's, combined, uh, there's, there's, there's been the athletic. There's definitely some sort of Brazilian butchers in the Manchester area that you could go and visit. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to hunt down. I'm sorry, you're asking the wrong people. I'm just, we're, I'm just, just, we're not just, just very let me know. If, if you know, let but me know. Like, I think if you go and visit in somewhere, like, you don't go to the thing that's like where you're from. You go and visit the thing that it's known for. Or that place is about. Okay, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, when I went abroad, I went to sort of, I didn't go to Greg's, I went to Nando's. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? When I went to Barcelona, I went to KFC. Yeah. Straight past the sangria for me to go to KFC because I, I was really stressed out. I was like, yeah. I just, I just well, need I, some food. I, know. I think I went Burger King in, in Barcelona. I yeah. fucking hate the Perrier. What are you doing? <laughs> Look, I, I, I had Padron Peppers off. Well, I don't go Burger King in Manchester, so it was. <laughs> it was got yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, last but different. Hamburger Acer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Humble guesser. Hey, you pay for this in euros. <laughs> <laughs> fucking get a grip. <laughs> right, um, Carl. Always a pleasure having you on the channel. Good stuff. And you did well to ignore our nonsense and answer can I, questions. Can I plug a podcast? That's what I was going to give you the opportunity to do. Please do. And live show as well. Yeah, yeah. Talk of the Devils is doing a yes. live show in September 4th and September 5th. September 4th in New Century in Manchester. September 5th in Where is uh, that? Leicester Square. Where is Theater. New Century? New Century is by uh, Sadler's Cat in town by Stock Exchange. All oh, right. Okay. Not too far from Stock Exchange. Um, so yeah, get some tickets. Talk of the Devils. Talk so of the Devils, you, Is that you, Mitten, Laurie and Ian? Ian, Ian yep. was on the other week. We had Laurie on the other week as well. So Andy needs to step up and come back on this channel. So yeah, nice September the 4th in Manchester. You say in Leicester Square as well? Yeah, Leicester Square Theatre in London on 5th. Uh, Manchester, New Century. That there, London. Yeah, very yeah, impressive, yeah. very good. So please, Make sure you down. go and uh, check out uh, The Athletic as well. as a link in the description. Yep. Loads of great articles on there. And the Talk of Devils podcast. I will do the stuff. big sort of here are the strikers Manchester United can go shopping for. I will also do the big here are the goalkeepers Manchester United can go shopping oh, for. Those will be things I'll be doing between now and in the next month. I know, so uh, and if, Lukaku. If you're also Brazilian. It's happening. Here's our top five things to bite, Greg's. Yeah, exactly. Uh, what are you up to this weekend? Final game of the season. Oh, the, the battle anything, for anything in like, play? Yeah, do we come sixth or seventh? That's strong. Decent. <laughs> That's no. Um, and then squad night out tomorrow night. Where? Where are you going? Habitat. All right. Okay. Whole balcony upstairs. Are you staying oh. there? <laughs> Why? <laughs> if I was to come here, is anyone going to be here? Yeah. <laughs> for about four hours, yeah. Oh, God. At least to start with, at least anyway. Right, oh, well, I can look forward to that. Um, what else have you got coming up? Can you talk about what that thing I've been seeing being edited is about? Which Upstairs. one? Which one? The, the golf one. Oh, the golf one. Me and Ash Williams went and played. Me and Ash Williams went to a driving range and, and hit balls with sticks for a bit. I think calling it playing golf is really, really, really fucking pushing it. The like. you and Ash Williams thing is just... It's, it's amazing. Top five worst video I've ever done. Like, really? Top five mean? worst video I've ever Steve, done. I have some, not a fucking honestly. clue what we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what I mean. You're really like, saying it. <laughs> I think it's it makes this. It makes I think this podcast look on topic. Couldn't tell you what we spoke it, about. together. Could not tell you what we spoke about. Not a thing. I didn't have you and Ash Williams becoming bezies on the uh, live bingo, but it's I'm all, I'm all about it. Someone, go, someone it. goes, I'd love to know the story about how you met. And it literally, like, I was sat in the New Year office and he goes, you look like you can drink. And I was like, Okay. <laughs> he has got a point. And then I went, I'm going to make you regret that. And then about four hours later, he was drinking water. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Sure. 
<laughs> That's all you need to know about He is a vegan though, so... Oh, well, there you go. It's well, a low bar, isn't it? Uh, right, go and check out The Athletic, Talking the Devils podcast, and Carl Anker as well. Make sure if you can, you get tickets to that show um, in Manchester on the 4th of September and in Leicester Square as well. Go and check out Stephen Hansen TV and see him hitting balls with sticks with the former <laughs> Wales captain. You know where to find me as well. This has been The Brew. Sounds mad when you say it like that. <laughs> that's what's happening <laughs> we need to get you then would I lie to your cards um, big thanks to Surfshark sponsoring as well go and check out the link in the description for that thanks for watching Sports Social Podcast Network